Welcome to the Networking Star Podcast. I am Jeffrey Boyle, and here we talk to peak performers in their industry. These are people that help us want to have, be, and do more with their life. And today I am with Dr. Obam Bowen. Dr. Obam Bowen is the CEO and founder of Underdog Millionaire. Welcome to the show, Dr. Obam. Thank you so much, Jeff. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on, and I'm excited for our chat here today, brother. Well, you have an incredible history behind you. You've been the founder of a company called Underdog Millionaire. And with Underdog Millionaire, I guess it's just kind of a, a another one of the stories of, of you accomplishing amazing things. You corrected me the other day when I told you you used to be a Marine. Once a Marine, <laughs> always a Marine. Always a but Marine, yes. Done, you've gone on to, to coach some amazing people to, to help them go to seven and eight figure businesses. Uh, you've been able to help people truly elevate their vision of what they can accomplish. You've written books, you're an award-winning coach. You are truly a master of so many different things of peak performance. So you're the perfect guest for the show because you inspire people to want to have, be, and do more with their life. And let's start it off with that and kind of tell me a little bit of your history with uh, with Underdog Millionaire. And even the name Underdog Millionaire is really awesome. So kind of give Thank me you. an idea of what it is that you're doing with that. Yeah. So, man, uh, as you were talking about you know, like some of the things that I've done, sometimes when I hear what it is, I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm going like, oh, wow, you know, that is me. That's kind of cool. Right. But for me, in my world, it's always, you know, I'm just, I'm always moving forward. I'm always that hungry lion climbing the hill. And the, when I get to the top, ah, oh, it's a false stop. There's another another hill to go, right? There's always another level, another peak. And you know, a little bit of it goes back with my story. So, I mean, I, I was born the last of 13 kids. So I, I tell my family a lot, you know, we all, so of those 13 kids, 12 were boys, one, one girl. So my brothers and I, we've always been very competitive. We've always said that, you know, our parents created a football team and we had one cheerleader, right? That, that was my sister. So they always picked on me for many things. And I was like, well, in the financial race, I started 26 years later because by the time I was born, my oldest brother was 26. And then every two years oh, wow. after that, like clockwork, right? Every 24 months or probably every 18 months, my dad got a little, eh, and then my wife, my mom got pregnant. So she was a professionally pregnant for like 20 years, right? So that's wow. what they did. Wow. And I was born 26 years later into the race. And I said, well, how did I win the race? It's not because I'm that smart. And this is me messing with them. I said, well, it's because mom and dad was always looking to make the perfect child. And after 12 attempts, well, look what happened, right? So, and, you know, we'd laugh, get it over with, but I was always part of a team. And when you're looking at peak performance, even in individual races, like no athlete ever really did it themselves. No successful person ever really done it themselves. They've always been a coach, um, someone else who's helped develop them mentally, spiritually, emotionally, you name it. So my time in the military taught me a great deal of that. And what I realized is there's really two modes to going through life, living with anything. One is that comfort level, which I further re relate to in business as apathy or growth. So I have definitions for both of them, right? So they have to counterbalance. And for me, apathy, apathy is a natural human instinct. So it's common to us all and it consistently forces us to seek a comfort zone where nothing ever changes. It's kind of like being on that hamster wheel. It's like, eh, one day I'll get off. No, but growth, is that thing that you do to remove yourself from your current comfort zone. 
which means you have to use growth to get out of your comfort zone, which is that state of apathy. So that means we have to be a little uncomfortable. And it's taken me years to figure that out. You know, when, when I formed Underdog, it was because I was sick and tired of so many things. Like for me, uh, this is me. On an average, unless I'm on stage teaching, training, presenting, or I have to be in a corporate setting, I love being in just loose, casual dress, right? So one of the reasons I started like Underdog Millionaire was I'm always that underdog. I started as the underdog. I end up winning. But the underdog doesn't necessarily always mean that you're the person that's losing or you're the person. That's, it just means that you've gotten to maybe that glass ceiling. And you quite haven't broken through it yet. If you're in the corporate world, maybe you're wearing the golden handcuffs and you haven't broken them off yet. So there was a story, something that happened. So my wife and I, we went to the gym, we went to work out together and, you know, dressed in our normal, regular chilling apparel, walked into a car dealership. And, you know, from just assessing who I was, they were looking, it's like, I wasn't that interesting. So the number one sales guy was the first guy I saw when we walked in, who looked at me and was like, I don't, I don't know what he was thinking, but in my head, he's like, who's the smelly guy? Like, whatever. He walked away. No one paid attention. However, there was the, the new sales guy, brand new kid. So basically nobody wanted to talk to me and my wife because we they're in workout clothes. They're like, these guys are just window shopping. None of them bothered to pay attention to the car I pulled up in anyways. We're not, we're not going to go there. Anyway, <laughs> this kid was the one who reached out. He started talking, asking the questions, going through the stuff, because everybody basically threw him a bone, which was us. No one paid attention to us because we didn't look like money. Right After we got to talk, we didn't go there to buy a car. My wife was just like, you know what? I think I need a, another car, but let's just go look and see what, what they have. We had the year before model. I was okay, cool, no problem. So we went in, we, I stopped in and looked, we got to talking. And then finally, my wife decided which car she wanted just by looking around and answering some questions. So the kid says, okay, I said, listen, we didn't come here to buy a car. So we'll just look, we'll tell you what we want and we'll probably come back. He says, okay, yeah, no problem. But can I get your information, run your stuff, whatever. So they run my credit and this is where everything changes. Because when they run my credit, now it comes back as an 832 at the time. And have to, so the guy who ran the credit, now we call, Now they sent out the number one sales guy to talk to me. Because now they're like, oh, this, well, this guy, it's, it's, obviously he can afford a car. And I said, isn't that interesting how you guys would treat me? And then I told myself, here's the deal. I walked in. I saw you first. You didn't look at, you looked at me and turned your nose. I said, I'm going to buy the car from you. You're going to do the work. But that kid's going to get the commission. Because he's the one that reached over and he's the one that asked the question and y'all will probably pass this over to you because that's how your system works. And so that aggravated my soul so much. I said, you know what? There, there's so many people. And this was just like right before um, when COVID happened. Right. And I said, there's so many folks frustrated out there trying to figure it out because they don't know the steps. And Prior to COVID, I was already building businesses online. So folks were like, online, what is that? It's like something to squawk at. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we know what COVID did. It forced everyone to slow down and get online. And mm -hmm. I said, I'm going to start something brand new that is going to help the underdog. Because the underdogs need to be able to, to, to make six, you know, seven figures and beyond. 
sometimes they're working so hard they're at that level they just don't know the things or the steps and 90 percent of it has to do with what's in between your two ears so i said i'm gonna, I'm gonna make it mindset and peak performance heavy so they understand who they are what they can do what they're capable of and know that every fruit that you hold in a hand come from a tree that once was a seed so i'm going to take that seed fertilize it germinate it help it to grow bring fruit and then replicate the process and that's how the underdog millionaire program was started right so it, it was all about understanding that i hate to see injustice right so yeah it was birthed out of that well yeah. your your story is pretty amazing not only of course being in the, being in the marine corps and we were talking before how you've been all over the world what's really interesting is that you have a young daughter you have grown children but you right. also have a young daughter and you're essentially a digital nomad. My family and I just recently moved back from Costa Rica. And one of the things that I talk about is, it is an amazing experience where you get to the point where you can own life. And people say, right. own life, what does that mean? It means that you have the time, money, and health to work where you want, when you want, with who you want, right? And, a good, and destination freedom, and to me, is now one of the most amazing wealths that you could have, that you can work anywhere in the world. So. Tell, tell me where you're working right now. Yeah, so right now we're in Puerto Morelos, Mexico, which is like in between Cancun and uh, Riviera Maya. So it's like right on this in the same area. And I, I tell folks, right, when you said digital nomad, I, like I, I actually, I really do love the term because I tell folks all I needed two things. I need Wi-Fi and I need Wi-Fi. Right. And the most important one, <laughs> the most important one is not Wi-Fi. The most important one is Wi-Fi. Right. Because, you know, you mentioned my four year old daughter and I realized like if you keep the daughter happy, the wife will be happy. I'm happy. Right. Happy wife, happy life. So my daughter, in order to learn and do all the fun things that she wants to do, she needs Wi-Fi. So as long as she has Wi-Fi, mom's happy. I'm happy. As long as I have Wi-Fi, I can work so I can produce a life for them to live it wherever they want to be. And, you know, the life we chose now is like officially i live nowhere so i'm anchored any nowhere i don't have to be the only place i'm at is where i really want to be or uh, yeah. let me back up it's where my wife or my daughter wants to be right so, <laughs> well, that's it's I extremely powerful and one of the things that happened i would say from covid i guess one of the benefits of covid is that people realize that you can move and work from different places because there's really Absolutely. good wi-fi in a lot of places and uh we're back in the united states right now but we were just recently planning and saying, all right, where do, where do we want to go? Where do we, uh, you know, really it depends on my kids. So I, at, at home, I've got five kids, but right. two of them are grown and out of the home. And then I've got a 16 year old, a 12 year old and a 10 year old. And it's really interesting because one of the rules that the 16 year old has made is in the house, we only speak uh, Spanish on Sundays. So right. What an amazing experience for my children, having uh, gone to school in Costa Rica, bilingual school, that they're able to have this just amazing experience of, you know, just this growth experience that other kids can have. And I really think that the, you know, you talked about underdogs and you talked about, you, you see people in different countries working so hard, trying to get everything that they, you know, that, right. that uh, we've been able to take for granted here. And uh, it really gives you a different perspective on how it is that you can change the world. So as you, you've got this young daughter that's with you as a digital nomad, and she's not going to know anything different. I mean, what a no. wonderful blessing that you've done. And you, 
I know that you own homes, a lot of different homes, and you sold your main residence. So you can have this, this digital nomad uh, lifestyle. And you know, part of having being and doing more is having a coach, right? If you've got a coach, every study out there tells us that you're going to be more successful. What is the main thing that you tell people that you know that are first getting started, that young, hungry entrepreneur, if they want to have be and do more, what's the main advice that you would give that new person? Absolutely. So one of the things, if they have kind of like a, a stuck point with getting a coach or, or being coached, I would share with them, it's like, listen, 95% of your life, you've been coached and you just haven't realized it, right? When, when you were born, mom and dad was your first coach, whether they were a good or bad coach, you, you did what mom and dad said and the results of your life is because of what your coach told you. And then you, you went to school and they coached you in education and whether you succeeded or not was because of what your coach told you. If you played sports, it was, was a matter of fact of what that coach told you. When you Even when you had a job, that manager or supervisor was a coach. They're telling you what to do. It's whether or not you succeed was what that coach told you, right? And one of the most famous stories is with like Michael Jordan. Michael knew the importance of coaching. And he says, listen, the, the, the coach he played for, he never said I played for a team. He said, coach I played for. So I guess it doesn't matter where the coach is at. I'm going there because I know he coached champions and 90% of championships are won up here, right? Michael won most of the games because number one, yes, his skills and talent was good because when everybody was off, he was out still working on his skills, working on his skill craft, working on his talent, but he did it so much that it became towards the fourth function of competence, which is that unconscious competent level. So he practiced, practiced, practiced so much and he's been made so many things famous, right? He said, listen, I've lost so many games, but the only reason why I lost all those is the same reason I win. It's consistent and persistency. And most of us, the reason we don't like coaching is because coaching keeps us accountable. So yeah. those who want to be accountable will always find a coach. Those who want to excel will always find a coach. And I always ask them, if you want to excel and every person who excel has a coach, then what should you do? <laughs> and once in a while, I get a coach. I said, listen, you know the answer to the question, but the real problem for most of them is, can you afford one? And that's why you're making a decision because you're making a financial decision rather than a peak performance decision. Rather than the decision to win, you're really choosing to lose because you're believing you can't afford it. Yeah. And you well, know, most of the times they'll say, well, yeah. <laughs> Well, and it's it's it, you're absolutely right. A lot of people will spend money frivolously uh, for temporary temporary things, but right. very rarely do you find the type of entrepreneur that is going to invest in his or her future uh, on something that's completely going to give them freedom going forward. Uh, and so, when there's I, I I love reading studies about peak performance, and there's another one that talks about why motivated why motivated people fail. One of the main reasons why motivated people fail is they don't know what to do. They don't know how to do it. They don't know why they should do it. So as a result, they feel there's, there's a lot of obstacles beyond their control. Right. You coached uh, different businesses, different individuals into having a seven-figure and eight-figure type of performance. Uh, what would you say the main difference then it is between that really peak performer student that you have and somebody that just never can quite get there? What is the difference between yeah. that individual? Yeah, so, whew, man. So seven and eight figures was it would be kind of plain small with some of the giants they work with, right? So regardless of whether it was 100K a year to 100K a month or 100K within a week, somewhere around there, 
that they're generating, coaching the giants like Walmart, Jafra, um, Knights Media Cobra, Chevron, Walgreens, all of them, it comes down to mindset. So if you have to break it on to the smallest molecule, it's mindset. Walmart is controlled by the guy who makes the decision ultimately or the board that does. So if the board is stuck in a mental pattern of what I call it mental frustration because you want to go to the next level, but the next level required a different level of thinking. So a different level of thinking or a different level of income requires a different level of thinking. So until you get the right education to get to the next level, you'll always be frustrated hitting that glass ceiling. You will always remain the underdog in reverse, which means now you are the, the dying dog. The underdog is the person, right? The underdog is the person willing to get the next level education because here's what happens. Next level education gives you next level awareness and you cannot get to a level of awareness that you don't have. So in other words, you can never get to and maintain a multi-million dollar business if you don't have a multi-million dollar education. And I'm not talking high school. It's the awareness to do it. Most people can, most people earn a lot of money, but they don't know how to manage it. So when you look at it, faith, faith, wise god only rewards good diligent managers you never get what you desire you only get what you could manage and more and more and more so if you can only manage a little don't ask for a lot <laughs> just increase your level of awareness because once the mind expands it can never retract right so once you learn what a good hug and a kiss was man you was not letting your girlfriend go that's why she became your wife and now you have five kids Right. So your, your, your brain, once it gets to it, works best like a parachute when it's open. The moment you close it, all options are gone. And it's that fast. We can you can plummet through, you know, going through the levels of success all the way back down if you don't continue to grow. And what's sad is some folks will get to like the million dollar level and they will think, listen, I have arrived like that's it. That's all I have to do. But then you're stuck at that level. Then you keep running into a wall and they don't know how to manage it well then the expenses start to go up and they start living the million dollar lifestyle. You can't live a million dollar lifestyle with a million dollars worth of income, right? You live a hundred thousand dollar lifestyle with a million dollar income, right? And because they don't understand that theory, for those of you who are watching, you don't understand that, reach out to Jeff, we'll talk. <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, people talk about becoming a millionaire, really to live a lifestyle of a millionaire, you've got to make significantly more than a million dollars. And um, look, we, you and I, of course, have so much in common. We, we work together on different projects. The idea, of course, is this idea of how do we help other people become peak performers? Absolutely. And um, give, give, give that brand new person that is out there that is discouraged, that is just fighting for every inch towards success, and it just seems like there's no hope. Give that last bit of advice to to that underdog out there who's truly scratching and crawling and wondering and hoping for that light in the darkness. What would you tell that person? Absolutely. You know, uh, let, let me answer it with, with the steps in a question. The first thing is you have to find out what really drives you, right? What, what's your purpose, what you want to go after, the thing you, you, you can do without even receiving the money. And I know a lot of folks will say, oh, that's so cliche. I hear it all the time. Here's an example. So <clears throat> went through a real bad divorce with my first wife, right? Got blown up in Iraq, was paralyzed from the waist down, suicide ideation, PTSD, and 
you name it. It's all chronic, so it's never leaving. Lost my house, homeless, living in a car, and I could only afford to live in a storage. So like, you wanna talk about in the direst of straits, that's where I was, humblest of beginnings. I'm sitting there now, this is in California, and it's August, in the middle of the year, it's hot as ever, and I couldn't even afford a like air-conditioned um, storage facility. It was like just the least expensive. And I'm sitting there, I'm sweating. I'm, lack of a better word, I'm, I'm ticked off at life and everybody's, I'm blaming, not really taking responsibility. So I go into storage today because I had nowhere to go. I'm sitting on a box, I'm sweating, I'm crying, I'm frustrated, brain in life, my wife left me, this happened. I mean, if I, if I even had a dog and a dog died, it would have been the perfect like country song, right? Country song, there you go, yeah. Perfect country song, right? <laughs> uh, but anyways, I'm sitting there and I'm on this box and I didn't know what it was in or what was in it, but I'm sweating and the sweat's dripping, I'm crying and so it starts to wet up the box and the box gives away. Slips, then I realized it was on a box of books that I'm sitting on, which I probably should have been reading, right? To get a, a, a different understanding of what's going on. What pops out? Think and Grow Rich. So I pick up the book. I start reading. The first chapter starts talking about desire, then auto-suggestion and going in. And I'm like, okay, most of the times it has to do with us missing opportunities. Previous to that, someone actually introduced me to the direct sales industry. They introduced me to the direct sales industry, and I was like, no, that's a scam. doesn't work, any of this stuff. Now, I reached back out to them after that because of what was happening in my life, now I was ready. There's always a saying that says, when a student is ready, the teacher will appear. Well, that person was the teacher. I just wasn't ready for what was going on at the time. So when I started reading the book and applying, it didn't happen overnight. It took another 36 months for it to, to get me to a $100,000 level to kind of get my life out of the gutter, but it was really slowing down and changing my mindset. So for the person that's really, that's hungry, that's desperate, you need to change your mindset. Yeah, grateful to be able to have you. And there's no question that the, the mindset is what separates everybody. Very rarely are the people with the most gifts, the most talents, physically, physical talents, the ones who make it big. Uh, it's the people who are willing to, to really put their time and effort into developing the talents, the God-given talents that you have. Right. And Dr. Obama, if you could please share where it is that people can find you, we'll put it in the link uh, as a part of the as a part of this podcast. But tell them where to find you and your next events, because I know you have live events. I know that you have uh, coaching. I know you have courses. Please uh, tell us where we can find you, and so people can take advantage of of really uh, not just this mindset but the development uh that you really put so much time and effort with your team into absolutely and before i do that too to, to dive into mindset the reason why mindset is important is when you change the way you think you change the way you act so therefore you are reflecting and changing the results so i know for an average person obviously it can't be that simple it's 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 not just mindset well what you think influence what you say what you say influence what you do and what you do influence the results so if you want to change the results you got to go back to how you how you think not just taking the actions and if they want to connect with us see about the events that we're doing you can go to the that's t-h-e underdogmillionaire.com and find out more um and for those of you if you're socially equipped you want to be on social media you can find me on instagram at dr Obama Bowen or same thing on facebook well, Dr. Obama Bowen, 
super grateful <laughs> to have you. And uh, it's, you know, you're really the, the, the peak example of a peak performer and someone who truly has done so much more and so much that you inspire to have be and do more. To me, that's super exciting. And we are grateful to have you. So be sure you check him out at theunderdogmillionaire.com and you'll see that he's got the courses, he's got the coaching, he's got the mentoring to really make a big difference in your life. So thanks again for, for being a part of this. And I'm sorry that you're in such a miserable place and now uh, one of the perfect coaches <laughs> on the planet. I know. It, it's it, You don't want none of this depression. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. And we'll thank talk you to you so soon. Much, my friend. Pleasure being here.